go home. Go home. Go home. That's who he told to come back with his jacket. Yeah. No, he told that to – oh, yeah, you're right. And then he pretended to rape Michael Cole or something. Remember that? He, like, pushed him up against the wall and, like, put his face right on top yep. of him. Yeah, I remember that. That was weird. Uh-huh. That was years ago. Yeah, no, 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 That's no. when we were watching over, I think, at, like, Jamie's house. Uh-huh. I think so. Oh, that's so weird. Hey, guys, how's it going? Welcome to the third episode of the Go Home <laughs> Show. Uh, we'll start you off with Heidenreich, memories of Heidenreich. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Brian's favorite memory of Heidenreich is uh, when he told Paul Heyman to come back with his jacket. My favorite memory of Heidenreich is when he faced off with Snitsky. Oh, my God. I think it's SummerSlam, and they breathed really heavy at each other. Mm-hmm. And then he said – I think Heidenreich said, I like what you do to babies. And then Snitsky right. s- Snitsky said, like oh, – fuck, I don't even remember what Snitsky said. But I, I like your poetry. Yeah. Yeah. Heidenreich wrote, like, poetry. Yeah. What a fucking gimmick. Wow. So, welcome to the third episode of the Go Home Show. I'm Eric. I'm here with Brian. Uh, hey, how's it going? This is a very weird start, but we're we're kind of in a weird mood. We're trying uh-huh. out some new stuff uh, with a podcast this week, uh, different equipment, different program to record this stuff. Hopefully, it sounds better, and uh-huh. uh, when you listen to it on your iPhone, it doesn't sound like I'm in a swamp, because uh, that was a problem that we were having. Very and, bad. And I don't know why. I really don't know why, and it was only through the iPhone speaker. It was really bizarre, but hopefully, we're doing this new stuff, and... Uh, Hopefully it sounds better. Brian, how are you today? I'm good. Yeah. I'm, re- I'm real good. Brian just got off of work. He yes. uh, He's dressed in all of his work clothes. He looks very nice. He brought a coffee maker, and he made us delicious coffee. Yep. So uh, we might be a little more hyped, a little more energetic. Yeah, because I, I just podcast. drank a giant cup of coffee before I got here. Yeah. So, you know, it's how it is. I drink a lot of coffee. Oh, it's too hot. It's mm. too hot. So, Brian, how are you feeling about this week in professional wrestling? Uh, I feel I feel okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, I should say I feel the um, cable shows were okay. Uh-huh. I thought the pay per view was pretty good. Uh huh. Um, and then the WWE Network that, obviously launched. That is what I wanted to get to. The WWE Network came mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Brian, you probably didn't even buy it. Oh, I bought it. I, I woke <laughs> up at four fifty-five in the morning and went, "Oh, I can wait five minutes." Uh, my roommate Garrett left for work uh, right around six. I heard the front door slam. It woke me up. It hardly ever does that, but mm-hmm. uh, it woke me up. And I looked at the clock and I went, oh, "I think I'll get the paper. I think I'll get the. I'll get the network. I'm gonna get the network." So I opened up my laptop and I went to go get the network. It mm-hmm. took me about forty-five minutes, oh which God. I was not expecting because what I wanted to do. Was to get the network, mm-hmm. sign up, and then just go, I'm just going to put something and go to sleep. Uh, so instead, I was very up. I mm-hmm. made coffee. It was like 6.45 in the oh, morning, shit. and I went, it finally works! And so I finally got it. I mm-hmm. got the WWE Network. What do you think of it so far? I really like it. Yeah. Um, I saw something on Reddit when I was on the Squared Circle. Uh, I think it. I think the guy had phrased it this way, that the WWE Network is perfect for doing what Netflix never did, which was having live streaming programming. They d- I don't think they they didn't make that clear to me that there was going to be a yeah. constant live stream mm-hmm. that is the best thing about the network when i don't know what to watch i just go just watch whatever's, whatever's live. live it is so it's so cool because when you have that much at, just at your fingertips you don't know where the fuck to well do you want to watch attitude era no i kind of watch something more recent yeah but i kind of want to like if you can see kurt angle well yeah. yeah but i don't and you don't know where to start exactly so you put on oh well wrestlemania rewinds now oh well this is next mm-hmm. or nxt is is on now Oh, now it's the legends mm-hmm. of wrestling talking about other uh, legends. Yeah, and it's like, oh, 
well, I can just watch this. Yes. It, right now, it's in it's as we're recording this, it is in, in like its second day. Yeah. So a lot of it's like repeat stuff or whatever. But I did notice they put on like ECW Hardcore TV super late last yeah, night. Yeah, they did. Which is really cool. And um, another feature that that me and Brian were talking about before we uh, before we started recording was that if you have the app and you're watching like on your PlayStation or on a laptop or something, you can get on this thing called Second Screen for whatever's going on for the network. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. The problem is we live on the West Coast, <laughs> and the stuff in the WWE Network is on the East Coast. Yeah. So it tells you the time. Oh, coming up at 11 right. is this thing. And you're like, okay, well, it's it's like 9. <laughs> well, hang on, wait. And like the, the time, <laughs> the time's like screwed up. We're like three hours behind because it's showing me like the East Coast stuff. Yeah. Which I prefer anyway. I, I watch Raw through a stream. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit who knows. I watch Raw through a stream to watch it on the East Coast because I want to see it earlier because right. I don't want to stay up till 11 at night. So mm-hmm. I don't have cable anyway. Right. So it's like, okay, well, I just watch it. I'll watch it on a stream and then I'll yeah, I'll just check it out. So I kind of miss out on that second screen stuff. But I can see the second screen stuff on the phone mm-hmm. if it was on the East Coast. But yeah. it's on the West Coast. It's so confusing. It's such. It's kind of like a headache. Yeah. But it... I mean, ultimately, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, but I toyed around with it while it was actually mm-hmm. live, and I thought it was pretty cool because it the second screen stuff didn't take away from the match. Mm-hmm. It added to it. It gave you, like, photos, backstage previews of, like, what they were doing before the match. You could look at it during the show or at the commercials, and then it had all the stuff, like, live on the WWE app while, while in the commercial, and you could watch that back or backstage interviews. So I thought it was really cool. They also have quizzes. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, okay, well, who was uh, – who was the first person to eliminate Batista in an elimination chamber match? And it's like, oh, it's a little quiz. I don't know the answer, but I'll guess. Mm-hmm. And then you, you now you know something That's about cool. Batista. I, li- I like the interactivity. Ooh, yeah. now, you, now you know something about know. Batista. Like how nobody likes it. <laughs> uh, I like the interactivity. I think it's fun. I think it's a different way to get with your audience, mm-hmm. um, especially an audience that is probably younger and more tech savvy on their phones. Oh, yeah. Even I, we're, we're in our late 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're quickly approaching 30. I'm constantly on my phone like yeah. to the point where it's like a problem. Yeah. So having something like this is like, oh, that that's cool. Yeah. That's nice. But uh, well, how do you feel about the, like, the WWE Network, how it's been running so far? It's been running pretty good with the live streaming, but mm-hmm. trying to get anything on demand was uh, – you can – I've been able to get it started um, – there was only one time I couldn't get it started, and that kind of sucked. But then I switched to something else, and it was like some pay-per-view from 1998. Mm-hmm. And it would just keep stopping. Mm-hmm. It, they said on their Twitter that they are going to have stuff handled by 6 today, and they're getting together with MLB Active Media, mm-hmm. or Advanced Media, the people who uh, they worked with to do all this and everything. But I haven't seen much of a difference. I honestly did see a little bit of a difference earlier. I decided, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch SummerSlam. I want to see Punk and Brock Lesnar, because that was a good match. Mm-hmm. I started watching it, and it worked. Oh, that's And cool. it worked past nine seconds before <laughs> freezing. And I was just about to tweet, oh, wow, they must have done something because I heard they were doing this. Right. It was right around 3 o'clock uh, Pacific time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wow, they must have changed something. And then it, right as I was tweeting it, it froze. And I just went, oh. Never mind. Okay, so I deleted that tweet, but mm-hmm. I tweeted something else. I tweeted that uh, I just want the WWE Network to work because I want to watch – I want to relive Paul Heyman's heel run from last year. Yeah. I talked about how great of a heel he was, how I was really impressed, and, and how much I really enjoyed it. That got retweeted by Paul Heyman. Oh, really? Yeah. So that that was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. That was uh, hustle. I was uh, I was on my phone and I saw that it got retweeted because all of a sudden it had like 15 likes and I I don't like to talk about wrestling on my personal Twitter because right. I feel like nobody gives a shit. Oh, pe- people and, care. And so uh, we keep it to the Go Home Show at at Go Home Show on Twitter and uh, we tweet stuff, retweet stuff, yeah, things like that. I got retweeted by a famous entity today. Who's that? Dunkin' Donuts. 
Oh, hell yeah. Because <laughs> they, they they had some tweet and some guy was responding, popped up as a promoted tweet in my field. And I'm like, why am I seeing this? There aren't any, any Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> in San Diego. And they tweeted back at me, there will be. So I made an announcement and then they followed me on Twitter. <laughs> so you guys heard it here first on the Go Home Show. There will be Dunkin' Donuts in San Diego. Who that applies to, like us, uh, who else listens to this? Garrett, Garrett, listen. Garrett. Listen, Garrett, there's, there's going to be a Dunkin' Donuts. Not just the one in Camp Pendleton. No, uh, no, there's going to be more than one. Welcome to the future. <laughs> so I guess let's uh, let's dive into some wrestling. Sure. Um, did you watch SmackDown last week? I did. How how did you think it was as a go-home show to uh, to the Elimination Chamber? Uh, I thought it was really good uh, for the IC Championship. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a good match. Uh, Swagger looked strong. Um, but I didn't really get that booking. Mm. I felt like, why would you put, like, I felt like nobody could come out of that looking good, but then Kane came down and had the announcement that he was going to fight Cesaro. Cesaro. I thought thought that was a fun opening of the show. The whole first half hour, this was kind of a show that when I watched it, I Mm -hmm. felt like it was upside down. Because the whole first half hour Mm -hmm. was Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And you would have thought that that's how you close the show, Mm -hmm. is you have Daniel Bryan come out, and then, oh, he has to overcome the odds and all this stuff, and, you know, whatever. I guess it makes sense the way they booked it if you look at it the other way, but Mm -hmm. uh, I thought that the Cesaro-Jack Swagger match looked good. thought the uh, Daniel—I'm sorry, the Daniel Bryan-Jack Swagger match, and then the Cesaro-Daniel Bryan match. I thought it was okay. Um, I didn't love it. I thought it was decent. Uh, they had they've had better matches. But, they have, um, but I mean they're going. But, into but again, I thought that I thought it was quick. I thought it told a story. I yeah. thought it continued the Kane Daniel Bryan stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was fine. Uh, after that was the Wyatts against the Rhodes and uh, Mysterio, which I feel like we've seen how many times now. Uh, I, I'm kind of I need a different matchup, yeah, yeah. or I need like the Rhodes brothers to like do something. Mm-hmm. I liked them a lot, and now they're just. I feel like I feel like creative has them coasting on like, well, your brothers. Yeah, it's like well, yeah, but. Uh, Let's yeah. do something. Do something. They looked good in the uh, pre-show to Elimination Chamber. I thought that was fine. I thought I thought they had a cool spot where Cody went and did that dive mm-hmm. to the outside at the same time where Goldust did that cannonball off the apron. Yeah. I thought that was a cool spot because they've yep. been doing it one and then two, and, and now they just did it at the same time. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Um, after that Wyatt's match uh, against the Rhodes, oh, whatever, it was the Wyatt's the one, uh, which – push them you know for the elimination chamber match. they looked good though at least the match yep. was like they were interested but they're never not interesting in a I match agree. so uh after that was ziggler against titus and uh darren young distracted titus with the whistle yeah and uh ziggler Still got the roll whistle. up so however ziggler gets a win i guess i guess you yeah. know what i i can't fault him because i want to go like yeah push ziggler it's like yeah, it's just not his time no we we will we will come back and revisit this he's so not going anywhere no, like it, it's i, I mean like okay. the wwe's what I mean is the WWE is not taking him anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to be like, oh, hey, you're not cutting it because people cheer him. So yeah. he gets a good crowd reaction. I don't think we're going to see him go. It's just not. It's show. just not him right now. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, after that was Road Dog against Unoso. Mm-hmm. Uh, Road Dog got super kicked. Mm-hmm. That was the uh, that was the end. Unoso got the win. Yes. Uh, after that, the main event was Christian and Sheamus. Mm-hmm. Again, a very quick SmackDown right. for for a go home show. It was very kind of like. The matches were a little bit longer, I guess, a couple of them, and so it was fine. Mm. Um, Sheamus won when he hit White Noise. I thought it wasn't a bad match. I thought it was a pretty decent match. Um, we'd been talking about Christian coming into this and everything and how it's he's just kind of like a non-factor. Yeah. I, I mean, you weren't going into that match. I, I don't know anyone who went into that match going, guys, look, I got to put my money on Christian. Yeah. Because uh, it, it was pretty obvious that he was there to fill out the rest. But, man— like we'll get to it in a little bit, but 
damn, he looked good he in did. the Elimination Chamber match. He did. So really impressed. Yes. So again, as a go-home show uh, for the Elimination Chamber, I thought SmackDown was okay. Yeah. Didn't I, love it, didn't hate it. Pretty middle of the road. It's not one that I'm going to remember in six months, but it's mm-hmm. not one that I'm going to be like, well, that was terrible. I think the most notable thing from it was Summer Rae saying, uh, play my baby Boopsies music. <laughs> that, Summer Rae... Is so much fun to like watch on the mic. I really wanted to talk about this too. Summer Rae, and I think we t- I think we brought it up last week. We did. She to me is like the MVP of WWE every week. Yep. She is the perfect valet. She's she has so her own story going on mm-hmm. with Emma. Mm-hmm. I think she is so interesting. She's so over the top and so big and like she's a very pretty girl that if you're looking for like a he- she's very flamboyant and over yeah. the top and, and very like loud and everything and I think it's easy to hate her mm-hmm. but man I she has so much personality yeah, and I, I like it. I like seeing her against Emma because they both have a lot of personality yeah. in two different directions yes uh, so they're a lot of fun to watch yeah. I I really like Emma and Summer Rae I think I think they have something going on I think that's a cool like mm-hmm. little hey I'm all for like a women's division feud that isn't uh like spur of the moment nothing yeah this isn't about the title this isn't it's Summer Rae obviously yeah. doesn't like Emma because Emma dances, and Summer Rae doesn't respect that. Yep. That's it. I, and, and I and love I, it. And I think that's great. I love Emma's dance. Mm-hmm. We've been listening to Emma's theme song around really? the Mega64 studio. <laughs> we I, we keep putting it on. Yeah. And it's so it's such it's a, a good, good song. song. We will be editing or hanging out or whatever, and mm-hmm. then one of us will start humming it, and then someone will put it on. Oh, yeah. It is a very good theme song. It's it a is. lot of fun. It's, I love she's, it. she's a cool character, so that's great. So uh, after SmackDown... Great job, SmackDown, to get us to the Elimination Chamber, which, uh, again, had the kickoff show with Rybaxel against... Um, I love that name. ...against the Rhodes Brothers. The Rhodes Brothers won. Okay. Um, That's good. But It's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was the pre-show match. I like that they have pre-show matches. I like you can watch them on your phone or on your yeah. PlayStation or whatever now. So it's like, okay, cool. You can watch it through so many different avenues. Too. Yeah. Uh, so it's not that bad. So it's uh, after that, show kicked off. Jack Swagger against Biggie Langston. Hey. Hell yeah. Super impressed yes. with Jack Swagger, with Biggie Langston, Me too. with their match, and hey, with the crowd. Yeah. Well, I thought the crowd was super into it. They were I felt like these guys work really, really well together, which they I was do. which I was not expecting. Me neither. Uh I think the crowd gave them a lot, mm-hmm. especially for like an opening match. Yeah. Um, the crowd was really hot on this match. And yeah. uh I think Jack Swagger came out looking really good. It was crazy by the end of it. I mm-hmm. felt like maybe the crowd wasn't necessarily booing Langston, mm-hmm. but man, they were cheering Swagger. Yeah, but that's a but that's good because we talked about it while we were watching it, and we just said like, man, the crowd will just cheer good wrestling. If you are a good wrestler, which I think should be Jack Swagger's gimmick, is mm-hmm. that he can really get he can wrestle. He's mm-hmm. a great wrestler i think technically he's pretty good he just has no charisma that's the problem and his charisma i think can come from him being intense yeah and and so just hey man have that work on that and i think that's great he's got a haircut and a hoodie and Je- and <laughs> zeb coulter and it's like okay yeah that's fine i i feel like jack swagger can go places from here i wouldn't mind a feud to continue with swagger and biggie langston me too but it doesn't look like they're going in that direction especially after raw no um so that match ended with biggie langston hitting the big ending uh, the crowd, super over on both guys. Very cool match. Mm-hmm. After that was the Usos against the New Age Outlaws. Um, it was okay. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, it was. I felt like this was kind of the rubber match to get us to WrestleMania, where the Usos are probably going to win yeah. the titles. Yeah, uh, and have like their WrestleMania moment, mm-hmm. and that's cool. I hope, honestly, that there's like a three or four team. 
man, the New Age Outlaws aren't going to want to do this, though, I would assume. Give him a TLC match. Give him something. Yeah. Have a, have a stipulation. Have some kind of gimmick yeah. for that because I feel like the Usos can really do big stuff. Mm-hmm. Jump off a ladder. Yeah. Have have a couple like ladder spots and and stuff like that, and then have them win. And yeah. I feel like that's going to get them over big. That's do, the, do no holds barred. Yeah. The the Dudleys, the Hardys, Edge and Christian. That's what put them on the map. Was that TLC thing? Mm-hmm. I don't want to try to capture light like lightning in a bottle a second time with that same thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like people will make that connection and go, oh, these this might be like the new version of that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at least that will get some people over. I agree. So the New Age Outlaws won when um, Billy Gunn rolled up two so, and uh, that was the end of the match. It was okay. It was yeah. nothing. Uh, Darren Young against Titus O'Neil. Uh, it was okay. I yeah. thought that I made a note that I thought all the offense that Darren Young took yeah. uh, from Titus O'Neil was really believable looking. Yeah. Uh, Darren Young got tossed over the top rope. Mm-hmm. He got his head kicked in. I thought <laughs> Titus O'Neil didn't have a ton of offense, but all the offense he had was like big impact. Yeah. Um, did he bark at all during the match? I feel like he barked at the top of the ramp, and then that was it. I th- yeah, I think he only did it when he got in the ring. The, mm, yeah, it was just kind of uh, – again, it was an okay match. I felt like the crowd was into it at times. They yeah. kind of not. I think that they sandwiched it. I think they, the way they booked this was perfect because mm-hmm. – this was a match where the crowd was maybe a little bit on their hands, and they didn't really go big for it. Right. Uh, but after that came the Shields. It came the Shields. Came the Shield and the Wyatts in their six-man tag. Oh man! The crowd chanted, "This is awesome!" Before the match started, they were just standing there. It, everyone was so excited for that match. Yep. That shows you what, like, good characters, good story, good mm-hmm. build, mm-hmm. big tension. It's what a pay-per-view should be. Exactly. And damn. That, I, like, I don't want to say I got chills, but when they started, like, really cooking. Yeah. God, it was so much fun to watch. Yep. I, I mean, I don't think a lot of people are going to disagree and say that's not match of the year. I mean, that is match of the year so far. Oh, yeah. It's February. I know. It's easy to say. Mm-hmm. But, damn, that's going to be hard to top. And, uh. Yeah. I thought that. The people who you thought maybe weren't going to stand out stood out. I thought yeah. Seth Rollins had yeah. an incredible showing. He did. He that German suplex where he lands on his feet and like that sequence where he like launches himself to the outside and everything. That the was crowd so cool. was so hot for that. That was so. The cool. The crowd was exploding with Shield and Wyatt's chance back and forth, back and forth. Like they didn't know who to go for. Yeah. It was so much fun to watch. The other person that I thought really stood out in this match, mm-hmm. who maybe you didn't think was going to, Luke Harper. He did. Luke Harper had. Big, devastating kicks. Those yep. big drive-by kicks that he was doing. Dude. And then when he went through the middle rope, dived to the outside, I, I mean... Couldn't believe it. The commentary team was, like, stunned. Yeah. They didn't know they didn't <laughs> I don't think they knew say. it was coming. And then Rollins launching himself mm-hmm. over the top to the outside. Awesome. That was great. I thought that um, the Wyatts looked really strong. I thought the Shield looked really strong. But the Wyatts picking apart the Shield... Taking Dean, Br- Dean Ambrose to the outside, and then Seth Rollins through the table, Such and then that good storytelling, and then that left Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. and Roman Reigns looked really strong against. Yes. I mean, that guy's getting pushed to the fucking moon. Jesus Christ! I, I mean, hey, he got pinned, but the next night on Raw, he was in the main event. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. like shit. Yeah. Great match, absolutely great. I thought everybody came out looking really good. Um, yeah. Really great match of the year, and uh, the crowd was super hot for it. So. I mean, is there anything that you have to add? I what mean, an incredible match! It was just a great. What what we were talking about when we um, when we saw it was how the tables had turned mm-hmm. and how the shield was being picked apart and and you know victim to the numbers game. Yeah. the way that they had been putting people to uh, to that same thing throughout the past year. Mm. So it was cool to see that that role reversal between the Wyatts and the and the Shield and 
um, you know, seeing Roman Reigns. And, and I just, I love the way, I love the pacing of how they're telling the yeah. story with, uh, with the shield and the slow fall apart there. It's not like, oh, guess what? This week, mm-hmm. now we're done. And it's like, no, like you watch them like kind of slowly fizzle out. So I just loved how this match like propelled these characters. I think it was really cool. I watched, uh, I watched some of this before the podcast with Derek mm-hmm. and um, we were talking about how the match was really good and it was really fun, but what was really cool and what I really liked was that um, they the teams look like teams. Yeah. Like, yeah. They the shield has three very different looking dudes. Mm-hmm. They look very different, but their gear says we are a tactical unit, yep. and that is how they operated the whole match. Right. They worked with quick tags. Mm-hmm. They would cycle in and out. Mm-hmm. They had like a triple team move that I yeah. thought looked awesome. Yeah. Dude, that, that was really cool. That was really cool. The Wyatts look like they belong together. Mm-hmm. Big beards, crazy looking <laughs> Southern dudes. Their offense was like big hitting, slugging moves. Yeah. Like bear hugs, body splashes, clobbering people. Yeah. Their offense and their look mm. matched the way that they paced their match. Yeah. When the Wyatts were in control, pay attention. When the Wyatts are in control, it's slow. Right. It is a slow match. Right. And then when the shield is in control, fast tags, a lot of action. Seth yeah. Rollins flying around the ring. I love it. Again, great match. Yes. Match of the year. I, so oh God, definitely awesome. check it out. After that, uh, I remember thinking, what the hell has to follow that? Cameron versus AJ. Cameron won by DQ. So after that, Batista and Alberto Del Rio. Um, <laughs> Batista and Alberto Del Rio. Mm-hmm. That match is not good, but... It is absolutely worth it yes. just to watch the crowd hate someone oh my God. for like eight and a half minutes. <laughs> they put Batista with Del Rio because all I feel like all you could do is go, who does the crowd just hate Alberto Del Rio? Mm-hmm. So they're going to automatically cheer Batista. Mm-mm. They cheer, They were no. chanting C with Alberto <laughs> Del Rio. Every time Batista got any of his offense in, yeah. they booed the what hell out of What little of offense he had. Uh, it was... It's really weird to see this go on, mm-hmm. but WWE seems like they are dead set to yeah. get this main event. It is, and it is. <sighs> it looks so crazy. Oh god! I, I I know that we talked about it last week, and I was saying there's no way Randy Orton doesn't walk out without like without the title. Mm-hmm. But now that it's happened, I can't believe that the main event for WrestleMania is going to be Orton versus Batista, and nobody gives up fuck uh i don't know man it's it's so it's bizarre I, uh, it's really different from every other year hey there might be other years where maybe you don't give a shit but this is in a way where the crowd like viscerally hates both people yeah you can't have a heel versus heel match and then apparently this friday batista is going to come out and cut a promo and he's going to be the unleashed animal and i don't know what he's going to say i do you have him as a heel or a face who cares yeah hey, who cares uh, right. i don't every time batista is on screen like I just don't I don't care. I don't care. I remember really really liking him when he was originally out. I've never liked him. But I think I just liked him because he was intense. Mm. And watching it now knowing a little bit more and not just caring about this big explosive dude. And I think it was the way this story was built around him because he was always against Hunter and Hunter's yeah. such a great heel that it was so much fun to watch him. So now I think like those goggles have been taken off and I'm just like this guy's not interesting. Not at all. And you and you I mean, I don't know if you intended us to hate him. <laughs> I don't. Hey, I don't think they intended for people to hate him. And then, damn, that happened natural. And and it's just like, well, you put him in this position where he wins the Royal Rumble, but you don't 
No, nobody wanted him to win the Royal Rumble. So the only thing I can think is either the WWE knows what they're doing and they want us to hate everything that's going on so bad because they're giving Daniel Bryan an honest push mm-hmm. in a weird backwards way where we're, everybody's just like, no, no, they're not doing it. No, they're not doing it. But they are. Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't, I don't know. Because we, and we'll get to it when we get to the chamber match. There were some things said by Michael Cole and yeah. some like implications that were made that I think there's something in the works here. There, there has to be. But then the next night on Raw, it really quashed that. So let's get the Elimination Chamber match. Randy Orton won. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a really good match. Yeah. I thought everyone came out looking really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I, it was a great match. I thought Sheamus came out looking really good. That broke kick through the... Through uh, the plexiglass oh, or whatever awesome. it was. Yeah. I thought that was really... That was mm-hmm. a very cool spot. The shot of him just before he kicks it, where he looks like he's insane, yeah. was a cool spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Cesaro looked great. Spinning Randy Orton 30 times. 30 times. Great. Fantastic. I know the crowd counts fast and people get down on it for that. Who gives a shit? He's yeah. spinning a guy. It, yeah. It's professional wrestling. Don't worry about it. It's, just it's, just go with the crowd. It's yeah. fun. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Christian came out. Man, that guy shined in that match. He did. For, for someone that we immediately wrote off, and I think a lot of people wrote mm-hmm. off, I thought he looked really good. He played a cowardly heel really well. He was very much like Edge, like very opportunistic. Yeah. Uh, John, I think John Cena hit like an FU or something. And then Christian, like... Tried to pin? Yeah, try, tried to pin, like, Sheamus. It was, yeah. It was very, like, quick, quick. And he's like, oh, I didn't get either one of those covers. And he kind of, like, scurried away. Yeah. I thought that was great. Climbing on top of the uh, pod was really oh, cool. Oh, that, that big splash off oh, the top. God. That was that was a really cool spot. And I think that sets up for Sheamus Christian at WrestleMania. But then they just did the match at Raw. Mm-hmm. So I really don't know where they're going. Whatever. Uh, maybe they'll do, like, a double and street fight. Who gives a shit? Uh uh, Daniel Bryan looked good. Yeah. Uh, Randy Orton looked like the cowardly heel champion who was just trying to take. Man, he looked like a fucking snake. Yeah. It was perfect the way he mm-hmm. moved through like the ring. Dude. The the spot where he came in, his pod opens last. He comes in and picks everyone apart one uh-huh. by one, and then when they all get up and they're all after him, and then he hides in the pod. That I thought was. That was awesome. a, I thought that was a great moment mm-hmm. where the crowd immediately has something they can hate. Yep. So I thought that was really cool. Um, Cesaro didn't eliminate anyone. That was kind of surprising. Yeah. I thought he would get one or two. I really um, did too. But I don't think he needed to because I thought he looked really strong. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, John Cena uh, got attacked by the Wyatts. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. And then they kept saying, I thought it was so funny. How did the Wyatts get in here? And there's a shot with the door. Just it's just open. wide open. The door the that open door right open. there. Uh, then Kane came down and he's like, Wyatts, get out of here. And Daniel Bryan attacked Kane. And then... I thought it was really cool that Kane didn't turn around and attack Daniel Bryan. It's just when Daniel Bryan was about to get the win, Kane yanks the referee. Yeah. So he doesn't get the win, so that keeps Kane as, like, this big heel. Right. Corporate Kane, I like this iteration of him because, God damn it, he's such a heel. He's so good the at it. The crowd hates him, and he's so fun to watch. Yep. The You Sold Out chant is huge. They love it. I, kudos to Kane for being such a team player for so many years yeah. and being able to kind of fit into any role. He was a goofy tag team face not too long ago with Daniel yeah. Bryan, and now he's a corporate sellout who's in a big program with Daniel Bryan. Which is awesome. Really, really cool to see. A lot of fun to see. Really dynamic. So, I love Kane. So then uh, Kane distracts Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. gives him that uppercut to the throat, and mm-hmm. uh, Randy Orton hits the RKO. Uh, there was an RKO earlier that uh, Daniel Bryan kicked out of. Yeah. That was cool. That the was crowd, cool. Because the crowd thought it was over. Yes. And when he kicked out, it was like, Oh my God! It was yep. everyone going nuts. Cause then, uh, cause then he hits Randy Orton with the knee, so yeah. we're like, oh, he's oh, gonna win. Yeah, and then, and then man. he just gets screwed yeah. by Kane, which is great. But then we go to Raw the next night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started with uh, 
Alberto Del Rio against Batista in a rematch. Uh, again, Del Rio got cheers. Batista got booed. Randy Orton came out, distracted Batista. Mm -hmm. uh, Del Rio got the roll-up pin on Batista. I think yeah. that pretty much ends their program. Yeah. Uh, Batista, Randy Orton cuts a promo and he goes, these people hate you. And then Batista goes, well, if they cheer me, I cheer them. And if they boo me, I boo them. But I love it here. And the crowd went, Boo. We don't care. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, not much there. Who cares? Whatever. Um, Cesaro and Big E mm -hmm. was next. I thought that was a good match where yeah. both guys shined. Yeah, uh, they looked great. I thought there were a couple of spots from Cesaro where Big E just got, like, dominated. Yeah. And then there were a couple of spots by Big E where Cesaro got tossed around. Yeah. Those overhead belly-to-belly -belly suplexes. Whoa. Great. They're great. And I love that somebody's doing those. Mm -hmm. I'm... I love suplexes. Me too. I will always go crazy for a suplex. Mm -hmm. uh, Fisherman I, suplex. I, I don't care. I don't care if it's overhead belly to belly. I don't care if it's a regular suplex. Double it, underhook. Yeah, I don't care. I don't give a shit. I love suplexes. Me too. I they love them. They look so cool. So the end of that match was Jack Swagger coming in mm -hmm. and putting the ankle lock on Biggie. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of showed dissension between the two. Jack Swagger is a little hot headed. So in Cesaro, yeah. who is man getting over with the crowd so big, yeah, as a face, uh, and. Zeb Coulter was kind of like, what you doing, Zeb? What yeah. is going on? <laughs> uh, and then Big E uh, started attacking Swagger, and then Cesaro yeah. beat up Big E. And it just kind of petered out. Yeah. Um, there was a promo. I don't remember if it was before or after that where Daniel Bryan goes, hey, you, I, Triple H, I'm going to fight you at WrestleMania. I, yeah. That, I think that might have been like the opening of the show. It, it was honestly like – I think it was after the uh, – Christian match. Oh, you might be right. Yeah. It was it to me. It was such like a silly segment mm -hmm. that yeah that is pushing for a match that I don't want to see. That nobody wants yeah. to see. So Christian Sheamus was after that. Uh, Sheamus wins with a fucking cool looking brogue kick to Christian. Yeah, I thought Christian coming off the rope and getting caught with that brogue kick was a cool end. That was a really cool end. I thought the match was okay. I didn't think I didn't think it was bad. Uh, it was honestly probably one of the better matches of the night. It uh, had a really cool spot. I like the Sheamus shoulder tackle off the apron yeah. to Christian outside, and I like Christian playing the crowd. Yeah. Um, he plays the crowd so well as a heel, mm -hmm. and I love it. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that match was okay. Again, one of the better matches. I thought this Raw, especially for the network, mm -hmm. um, coming out was kind of like a little weaker. Yeah. Oh, you know what we, you know what we didn't talk about because huh. we don't give a shit? Huh. Uh, Hulk Hogan came out and opened the show. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I had totally, it written down. I totally forgot. Like... I don't. It it was like I said on our on our Tumblr, like seeing a six year old Hulk Hogan come out and try to be the Hulkamaniac, or mm. you know the Hulk and be like, "Yeah, brother, we're home, brother." I don't, dude, you're too old to yeah. do this. I I thought it was nice that they brought him out all by himself. No one introduced him. Nothing was. It was him. He just talked up being mm -hmm. the host of WrestleMania, talked up the network, whatever. Yeah. And then uh, that was it. They didn't leech him all with a superstar. Yeah. They didn't have anyone come out and attack him. No interference. It was just, Clean. it was just here's Hulk Hogan, yeah. mm -hmm. and that was cool. And then you didn't really hear from him again. I was fine with that. Yeah, I don't need to hear uh, from no, him. No, exactly. And people, I feel like people are going like, tell me that didn't make you feel like that, like you're a kid again. It didn't. I've seen him come and go so many times that it's just so not impressive. Mm -mm. Uh, whatever, I don't care. Mm -hmm. So after the Christian Sheamus match, it was Daniel Bryan against Kane. Uh, I thought the match was okay. Yeah, didn't love it. Um. I thought there were a couple cool spots where Kane got some good offense. Daniel Bryan gets some offense. Daniel Bryan's in the role of being the underdog, so yeah, he has the arm all taped up, and they go back and forth. Daniel Bryan wins with that knee. I love that running knee. It, it looks, looks so it looks so explosive, and and it's it looks like it's easy to sell because you just 
fall back. Look like you get knocked the fuck out. Yeah. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, Daniel Bryan gets on the mic and he starts saying, like, the I'm challenging Triple H to a match at WrestleMania. Do you guys want to see that? Yeah. And he starts chanting yes. And so, like, the crowd naturally chants yes. I don't want to see that. That was the weakest I, yes chant it, I think I've ever seen. It was seen. because the, I don't think the crowd wanted it, but they were chanting with Daniel Bryan because it's Daniel Bryan. Like, yeah. That's their guy. I feel like Daniel Bryan is too much of, like, a... Yeah, I'm just I'm gonna go with the flow. Like he's just happy to be there, and he's not gonna push for himself. Yeah. Uh, which hey, you know what? Not everyone can, and not everyone should, and yeah. I get it. But but he should. But God damn it, I don't want to see him wrestle Triple H. I, hey, you know what? I hope he, here's the thing. I hope he wrestles Triple H at WrestleMania, and I hope Triple H wins. Why the fuck not? Yeah. It Daniel Bryan isn't gonna be in the title picture. Have him fucking lose. Who gives a shit? Who fucking cares? Yeah. It doesn't. It, it doesn't matter if he's not in the main event. It's a squandered opportunity. Yeah. Uh, so fucking put him somewhere and have him lose. Who cares? It doesn't matter Mm-mm. because this is – everyone's talking about slow burn. It's turning into shit we don't care about. Yeah. So you know what? Make it shit we really don't care about. Yeah. Why not? Uh, when <laughs> Hey, when when the plane is crashing, I want to, like, take the controls and push it even harder into the ground. Yeah. I just – I want it to fucking <laughs> – I want it to fucking wreck. I don't give a shit. But see, that's that's what I was getting at earlier. Like, that's what I'm hoping that they're trying to do. They're trying to make us feel like, well, then fuck this. Fuck all of this. Why are we even doing this if we're not giving this guy who deserves this push, mm. this natural push? Like, we're not giving it to him? That's what, I, that's what I'm hoping, and I know that I'm just being optimistic. Yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm hoping they're doing. They want us to feel like this is all gone. I think I think the thing for me, though, is just being on the internet, I'm so, I'm so tired of fans, like, crying about it and going, I'm done with WWE. I hate that. And then, and then my first question to them is, how are you liking the network so far? Yeah. Because you all bought it. I hate the people who are like, well, you know what? After tonight's Raw, I just canceled my WWE subscription. Well, first of all, you canceled the subscription in the free week trial. <laughs> you're dumb. <laughs> Secondly, no, you're not. And you're going to come back to it because the programming that's provided there for you is so much better than anything that you might hate right now yep. that you should just fucking stick yep. with it. And so that, hey, that's why I am, uh, that's why I'm of the mindset crash it yeah let's just let's fucking blow it up uh so after the daniel bryan weak yes chant with the crowd uh (laughs) in green bay wisconsin which started out the crowd started out really good yeah god damn it did it end bad yeah the the ending of raw like like the main event of raw the crowd like i don't know what guys hey if you live in green bay what the fuck happened to you yeah where what happened that was so (laughs) weird okay so after daniel bryan and kane summer and emma we already talked about summer and emma how much we like honestly both of them Mm -hmm. a lot I really like Emma's finisher, the Emma Lock. That, hey, that's cool. It's an Indian death lock with a bridge. I think it looks really good. I think mm-hmm. she cinches it in yes. really tight. Yeah. Um, I think it looks like a devastating move. Yeah. Uh, good offense back and forth. The best part of that match is when uh, Summer Rae is holding Emma against the rope right next to Santino mm-hmm. and goes, look at her, Santino. Isn't she cute? Isn't she pretty? And Santino goes, yeah, she is. <laughs> I think I, I think she's I love Summer Rae egging on the cl- on the crowd like yeah. getting in everybody's face being real vocal. Mm-hmm. I thought that was one of the better matches of the night. I, I thought I thought it was good. I it liked was it. it was good wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, they both both women looked like they knew what they were doing with yep. the moves that they were putting out. Like you said, good back and forth offense. I'm honestly really interested to keep watching that. I like them, and they're not in a title picture. Nope. Hey, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I I like I like both of them. Yeah. I like I like this as an introduction to Emma. Mm-hmm. I love her dance. The, I feel like the crowd isn't so sure on her, and then after her matches or whatever she's doing, everyone's doing the dance. Yeah. Um. So cool. Hey, I love that divas have personality. Me please, too. please do that more because I won't go 
and skip Divas matches if they're doing or fighting for something. Yeah. I, like, hey, I'm going to skip an Intercontinental title match if I don't give a shit about either person well, in yeah, there. If it's like Wade Barrett versus Kofi Kingston, yeah, and, and I feel I'm like that's, skip it. that's the dig that people have on the Divas division. Oh, it's a bathroom break. Oh, it's it's nothing. Well, it's nothing because they book it as nothing. Yeah. When you treat it as nothing, the crowd will treat it as nothing. Yeah. I like the Divas division when they are doing something. Yeah. I thought AJ and Caitlin had a cool program a little while ago. They did. Um, and With her, kinda, like, crying and, yeah, and breaking just, down. And it just kind of petered out. Yeah. And it's like... I, hey, the, Lita and Trish Stratus, those, that was a cool program because yeah. they were, like, going after each other. And there was, like, there was, <clears throat> like, they were fighting. And it, yeah. They had a reason. And Even in the 90s, you had, like, Sable versus, like, Jacqueline yeah, the, and all and, that hey, stuff. Hey, those might not have been the best matches, but, like, at least they were doing something. Yeah. So there was that. Whatever. Uh, after that, the New Age Outlaws came out against the Usos. Uh, the New Age Outlaws started doing the uh, their, their shtick that I don't know why they're doing if they're supposed to be heels. Uh, then Unoso super kicks Road Dog. Tuso tossed Billy Gunn out and then dove on him. And then Unoso did a splash on Road Dog. thought the coolest part of that 10-second match is when Unoso did the suck it thing. Yeah. Did you see that when he when he dove? Mm -hmm. uh, and he did suck it on the way down. thought that was rad. That was really cool. Uh, again, it looks like the Usos will probably take it at WrestleMania, which yeah. is fine. It's just six weeks away. Uh, the main event, main wrestling match, was Roman Reigns against Bray Wyatt. I thought it was an okay match. Bray Wyatt won via DQ when the Shield got involved yeah. and, and Dean Ambrose came down and attacked, whatever. Uh, it was cool. The crowd, what happened to you guys? Where did you go? Yeah. Where, that was a hey, great— hey, hey, Green Bay, wh where, where did you go? You know what? I don't think the match was a great match. I thought it was okay. Mm -hmm. I honestly expected more from both of Me them. Me too. If they're supposed to be guys who are going to be pushed like crazy mm -hmm. and have worked like within groups— mm -hmm. And then that's like the singles kind of thing. Right. Hey, maybe those two guys just don't work well together. That's fine. Maybe right. they don't. Uh, I thought the match was okay. But it I was also the match after Elimination Chamber after like a huge, yeah. like really chaotic match yeah. where both of them, like, they, they had like a big night I the night before. I think the crowd just wanted to see that. I think yeah. the crowd wanted to see the Elimination Chamber match again. And instead you got one-on-one -on -one and the Uso or the Usos, Jesus Christ. The Wyatts, <laughs> I'm not even going to edit that out. The Wyatts. And uh, the shield didn't come down to the ring yeah. until the end where Seth Rollins dove like crazy. And then yeah. Dean Ambrose, it was like, okay, that's what the crowd wanted to see because that's when they got excited. Yeah. Um, thought everyone looked okay. Mm -hmm. thought Bray Wyatt got a good offense. I thought Roman Reigns had good offense. I thought it was an okay match. It's not one that I'm going to remember. No. Um, it's honestly kind of forgettable. Yeah. So that was the end of that. Then uh, Brock Lesnar came out with Paul Heyman. Uh, said he can have any match, but he doesn't want to just pick any match. He wants them to tell him who he's going to bought it, whatever. It kind of, like, to me, wasn't clear. It's like, you want to be told who you want to fight or who you're going to fight? I, I think they wanted, like, I think the idea, I uh, when they teased it earlier in the night when they went, oh, will Brock Lesnar be here? I'm like, of course, Brock Lesnar. Why would you tell me will he be here? <laughs> will he be here? Well, guys, Brock well, Lesnar do you think didn't I'm show. Not, uh, oh, <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm not going to watch the last 15 minutes of Raw. <laughs> Uh, you know why? Because I don't think Brock Lesnar is going to be here. No, it, that's not going to keep me to the end of the show. But I just, I thought the idea was supposed to be like, you know what? Brock Lesnar, if he's not going to be in the main event, we want you to like, to give us like a match worth his attention. Uh -huh. And and I thought the setup was supposed to be bigger than it than it ended up being. Mm -hmm. And and I like, and then, you know, it ends up being, you know, an open challenge. Nobody answers. And then they're like, well, then you count us out. And then Undertaker comes back. Yep. Hey, I don't mind it. I like Undertaker coming back. Know. This is actually kind of a match I want to see. Undertaker really? and Brock Lesnar. I think it'll be good because I think Brock Lesnar will give it his all because I feel like he really likes the Undertaker, not just like the character, but like the person. Right. Uh, so 
damn, did you see him getting chokeslammed through that table? Yeah. Brock Lesnar is so much fun to watch because he's a big guy who sells offense he does. so well. He does. He, I mean, he gets tossed and, like, is a wrecking ball. Mm-hmm. Looks like he gets tossed out of the ring. That was, like, the biggest fucking chokeslam. The stab through the hand with the pen thing. I, oh, I thought that was... As much as I'm, like, really not excited for this match, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And I like that Taker said nothing. Yep. When it, he came down. He came out. He was the Undertaker. He had that ministry kind of look, that goatee. Hey, I, I thought he looked fucking yep. sick. Yeah, he yeah, was I thought it looked awesome. really cool. He was a big ornate jacket. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I thought the crowd was super hot for it. Yeah. Uh, and then Raw ended, and you could go watch Backstage Pass, which I did. I did too. Um, It was some people sitting around at a table talking. It needs to be more succinct, I think. It felt really unpolished. Hey, and but you know what? That's the first one. Yeah. So I... I cannot diss them for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. At least they're trying to do something. I don't mind a roundtable discussion. Mm-hmm. Go over the points of Raw. Have it half an hour long. I'm yeah. totally cool with that. Hey, here's a backstage interview. Here's a backstage interview. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler and Xavier Woods. Oh, they weren't on the show, so why not? Well, let's talk to yeah. them. Yeah. Get them a little bit of screen time. Yeah, why not? Uh, it was fine. I I didn't hate it. What's, it, what's Booker T's hair? I don't know. What's wrong with Booker T's hair? He looks. He like, looks like a cool grandma. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. He looks like a cool grandma. <laughs> he looks like somebody's grandma. Yeah. Don't you guys think you guys like Booker T's cool grandma? Look? Not at all. Why not? Because he he looks like the, he looks like the coolest grandma, especially with the glasses. Yeah. Cool grandma. Oh my god. Booker T. Cool grandma. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't oh, know why you don't like cool god. grandma. It was Brian. I think you just don't have a cool grandma. I have a real cool grandma. You, well, does she have dreadlocks and glasses? No, but she's well. Like, there you go. So cool grandma Booker T. She's four foot nine. Well, she tell her to grow some dreadlocks. Uh, I thought the biggest sore thumb, like, kind of stick out person there, it was like, guys, here's Josh Matthews as the host. Okay, here's Booker T and Ric Flair. Wow. And Alex Riley. What? Who? <laughs> uh, I don't even hate Alex Riley. I'm just saying in that situation, I thought it was kind of funny mm-hmm. to stick two Hall of Famers yeah. and then Alex Riley. Okay, fine. Right. Whatever. Okay, that's cool. Uh, so that was Raw. How did you feel about the last uh, week of programming? I thought it was really good. Uh, I mean, I thought the pay-per-view was really good, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's – now you're on the road to WrestleMania. We still don't really have – I feel like it's not a defined main event for WrestleMania. I, that's – hey, man, I think we just don't think it's a defined main event because we don't want it to be. Because, hey, the, every other year – I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you because it's defined main event for WrestleMania. Yeah, but I, I feel like what, I, what we normally see is some promo material around it. Like, you see – you know, some whatever, like, interesting art or whatever around it. Or, like, you know, Batista versus – or whatever. I'm sorry. John Cena versus, like, The Rock. You see all those images. And this year we aren't really seeing anything. And I feel like, hey, man, for WrestleMania 30, like, this is supposed to be, like, oh, yeah, 30 years. It's real quiet. I feel like I feel like they've established a few of the matches. I feel like it's going to make sense. Did jo- oh, yeah, Hey, did John Cena really get hurt last night? Yeah, I think he did. I see. That's the thing. I think he didn't. Okay. How about that? How about ooh? How about how about that, Brian? That see, just turned that just turned you on your nose. I see. That's what I kept thinking. I, but because there were there were some pictures like online off not on WWE, and maybe this is how they're going to sell it of like his knee and how it looked all swollen and 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 like and the way he re, he kind of favored it and almost couldn't stand on it. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like the trainer. Well, I don't know because it was normally they're really good about like. Not getting the trainer in the shot. That's what made me think that because they went, oh, during the commercial, and then it's John Cena going, I heard something pop. I can't put any weight on it. You saw. And then the trainer's like, okay, yeah, okay, strap this down. Mm. And I thought that was too much right 
on camera, right. right on mic. Yeah. And then the shot of him going into like the ambulance. Yeah. I thought it was a little too like, hey guys, look at this, hmm. to be actually hurt. So I think this is him. Mm -hmm. It's going to be John Cena overcoming the odds kind of thing. Oh. He's going to overcome the numbers game. He's going to overcome the injury, and he's mm -hmm. going to beat – I don't know. Does he beat Bray – let's say it's Bray Wyatt against John Cena. Mm -hmm. Does Bray Wyatt beat John Cena at WrestleMania? I think there's no way that – I mean, hey, John Cena's been really good. We were talking about this, yeah. and I feel like we should definitely talk about this. Yeah. John Cena, in like since like the beginning of the year, has looked really good. Mm -hmm. He's been putting people over. Uh, his yeah. matches have not been bad. Yeah. And I think that the big thing about that is that when he's not the guy who's asked to carry the match – his matches are great. Yeah. His match against Cesaro was really good. Mm -hmm. I think this match with Wyatt is going to be really cool. Uh, him in the Elimination Chamber was cool. Yeah. I, I thought everything so far with him has been pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know that John Cena loses at WrestleMania. It's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to think about because it's WrestleMania mm -hmm. and it's John Cena. Yeah, but they have been playing it like John Cena is the old guard and the Wyatts are like the future. Yeah. They, I mean, they cut a promo about I, it. I, I'd really like to see him drop the match to the Wyatts because he's been getting people over. He's yeah. been, I mean, like, wh what was it that happened? Was it at the chamber match where uh, John Cena was going to AA... Uh, Daniel Bryan was yeah, it? and then and then Cesaro German suplexed him. That was fucking nuts. That was great. Cesaro is like strong as fuck and looks so good. And I feel like, hey, I have not been entertained by John Cena in a few years. I feel like in mm -hmm. the last six months, yeah, I've really turned a corner on him and gone like, oh wow, he's like interesting. Yeah, I still think his promos are a little stale. And I and I brought this up to you while we were watching uh, Elimination Chamber. I don't like how all of his promos seem to be like nostalgia based like mm. oh yeah when i was a kid and i watched that wwe the wrestlemania in my house is such a big deal it's like <laughs> uh, okay we get it yeah you like wwe your whole life we get it uh, like do something different because uh i was watching the countdown mm -hmm. um on the wwe network as it came on after the backstage pass yeah. and it was so cool to see john cena as not the person he is now not even the heel but that like charismatic kind of thug yeah and it was like Okay, yeah, you're not great at rapping, and you really weren't good at freestyling, but you were doing something that was, like, edgy, and, and you know, the you-can't-see-me thing, the five-knuckle shuffle. Back then, it had a little bit of, like, an edge to it, and now it just seems so tried and tired. It's it's just because he's been doing it for 10 years. You yeah. know what I mean? And and I can't fault him. It no. works. Yeah. It makes money. So, yeah. whatever. Kids love it. Dogs in John Cena t-shirts love it. They love it. <laughs> it's great. So, I thought that was fine. Um Let's get to some listener mail. How all does right. that sound? That sounds good. Uh, first of all, Brody Stackhouse. Hi, Brody. Hello. Says, hey, guys, first, I'm a huge fan of the show and can't wait for the next show. I was wondering your thoughts on the recent announcements of the inductees for the WWE Hall of Fame and who you think should enter this year. My other question is, if you could have anyone from pro wrestling come to the WWE, who would it be? Uh, so, first of all, Hall of Fame. I really don't care about the Hall of Fame. I've never cared about the Hall no, of Fame. It's, I, it's it, cool to see... And it's always nice to like have those people like when Edge was inducted. Yeah, those are cool because you got that story about Edge and you know sleeping in the cold bed with you yeah. know. And when it's that kind of story, when you just get to see like the real emotion, mm -hmm. that's the part I care about. Mm -hmm. I feel like the I feel like the Hall of Fame is just a promotional. Yeah, stunt. it's it's fine. I don't. I just don't care. And about I don't it mind way. that. Can you think of a wrestler who you would like to see in WWE? Maybe someone on the Indies that that we used to see something like that. I I mean I really. I was really bummed when they let Chris Hero go. Yeah, I, you know what? I think that would probably be my answer, too, which is such a fucking stock internet fan yeah, answer. I, to be I like, know. bring back Chris Hero. But, man, I really I enjoyed Chris Hero. I thought his—God oh, damn it. I'm such a fan of, like, 
rolling elbows. Like, yeah. Like, hurt. God, his, his KO, mm-hmm. like, elbow was mm-hmm. so cool. I thought he could cut a good promo. Yeah. But it was fun to watch. So I would like to see him back, but I don't think he'll be no. coming back, which is whatever. Not every – and, again, this is the whole thing of, like, my favorites aren't in it. Mm-hmm. I'm upset. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, but that's just your favorites. Uh, some – uh, somebody who just popped into my head, and probably the answer that I would really give is Kevin Steen. Oh, yeah. But I just don't know how he works because he's so ultra-violent and over-the-top. And You put him against somebody like Biggie Langston. You put him against like other like – like or Jack Swagger, mm-hmm. and you'll see some intense matches. Yeah, I just, I just don't know that Kevin Steen works within that. And, that and you know what? That's I fine. Know. I That's just – who I like on the indies. That's yeah. like Colt Cabana. It's yeah. like, yeah, let's bring Colt Cabana in. He had like a little tiny run and they just didn't use him. And of course. That, that's it. He, uh, I like comedy wrestling. I think WWE just doesn't. It doesn't do it does, well. It, they do dancing. They don't do comedy wrestling. Yeah, well, what is that? that that's it. I, I don't, don't know. know. Uh, this is uh, next one from Martin. Marson. Marson. Uh, he said his name is Marson, but his email address is Martin. Uh-oh. Who even knows? Hey, guys, I love that you started a podcast. I was curious about your thoughts on the Attitude Era. Personally, while I do appreciate how much attention was focused on the characters, the actual wrestling pales in comparison to today's product. I think today's roster is far more talented in the ring. I'm interested to know what you guys think. So what do you think about the Attitude Era? I thought the Attitude Era had some great wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think maybe uh, Marson's overlooking a lot of the, like Stone Cold Steve Austin matches. I, I agree, but I think for every one Stone Cold Steve Austin match where you just go like, wow, that was great, mm-hmm. you have one that is, you have probably two or three that's honestly like D'Lo Brown versus Headbanger Mosh. Yeah. And, and so it's, there is a give and take, and I feel like you can't judge it as a whole. Mm-mm. It's hard to say, the Attitude Era is better, because I think there were better moments, but at the same time, I think the product is better now. now. Yeah. I really like people dog on it. I really like the produced WWE look. Yeah. I think it's really clean, and that's why I like NXT, because it's an indie kind of show mm-hmm. with an indie kind of crowd, but a WWE production quality. Which is awesome. Yeah, and I love I love how produced it is, and people maybe don't, Yeah. Uh, but hey man, go back and watch some of those older shows. They're, they're not so great. The thing holding the WWE back right now, I think, is the commentary. Yeah. We've talked about that. Oh yeah, but I feel like this week's commentary, and especially during the Chamber, mm-hmm. really uh, really kind of just shows you that it can't be a three-man commentary. And, and Yeah, King, King is not... You can't have two faces, and, you know, because normally you have the color and you have the straight commentator. Yeah. And the they get into it with each other, and you know, it's, that's what makes it dynamic and fun to listen to. And then back when you had JR, he was really great at telling a story. Yeah. And I think JBL can do that, Mm -hmm. but I feel like when you have two protagonists against the one like healed then it's just, it really outweighs him. And you made, and you made a really good point last night when we were watching, uh, uh, elimination chamber that like the, I think the biggest thing that's holding JBL back is that he is really good at making a case for the heel. He made, I don't know if you guys have noticed this. If, if you watch the Attitude Era and you watch King or listen to King and JR, mm-hmm. King would back the heel. And even Jesse the Body Ventura did this and, and Bobby Bring Heenan. Yeah. They would back the heel. And they would do it in a way where you just want to roll your eyes and go, oh, you can't. No, he's a, the bad guy's a bad guy. Yeah. JBL does it in a way where he like makes it convincing. Mm-hmm. And then Michael Cole and King don't know what to say to rebuke him. Yep. Or to rebut in any way. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of, it ends up being JBL making a good point and then silence. Yep. Like like uh, like the Elimination Chamber match where he's like, well, what do you want? Daniel Bryan provoked Kane. Of yep. course Kane's going to attack back. And neither of them had 
a response. The easiest response is, but still, Kane is the uh, operations, you know, yeah. like he should know not to do that. He should have the better wherewithal. And that's something that. It was so funny because we watched it and JBL would say this stuff and it was quiet and Brian would go, why are they not? You have to say something. Brian kept pointing out, go like, the easy line is, Kane's the director of operations. You can't do that. Well, then JBL comes back and, and says, well, Daniel Bryan shouldn't have provoked him. Well, Kane's supposed to be the bigger person in this situation. Yeah. And then I thought Michael Cole had a nice thing. And, and this is why you thought Daniel Bryan was going to get pushed for, like, WrestleMania. Because they showed disappointed crowd shots. Yeah. And then and then Michael Cole saying, Daniel Bryan keeps getting screwed. There has to be an end yeah. to this. How and many then, times? How then, many times? And then the next night on Raw, Daniel Bryan's going, I want to wrestle Triple H. Stop. No. Wrestle... Wrestle for the title, whatever. It it is more of just like, ah, you guys are so close. Yeah. But you know what? Let's fucking crash this plane. I, yeah. I don't care. Uh, next one is from Rob C. Hey guys, when someone asks you why you like wrestling, what do you say? A lot of people I talk to don't understand why someone knows it's scripted or isn't a kid would get into it. Thanks. Um, you know what? This actually goes to uh, something that somebody asked on our Tumblr. Okay. Uh, this is from anonymous. They decided mm -hmm. not to leave a name. It says. Is it off-base to consider pro wrestling a form of theater? I've heard some people consider it a sport because it takes so much athleticism, but I've always considered it performance art because it's obviously not an actual athletic competition. I love wrestling and have a lot of respect for professional wrestlers mm -hmm. uh, as athletes, but I don't think it that makes it a sport. Am I wrong? Actually, Jacob W. sent that in. He wrote a name at the end. I didn't see it. Uh, Jacob, you're right. I agree. And uh, this goes to answer Rob's question also. Wrestling is absolutely performance art. Absolutely. I, I don't know another way to to state it because, yeah, it's an athletic competition, but the athleticism, the wrestling, is what you – that's the device to tell the story. Exactly. Um, so seeing that it's telling a story in the ring, progressing the storyline outside of the ring, you're interested to see what these characters are doing because you want to know what's next and they're constantly moving forward. It's a television show. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you want to know, oh, Joey's working towards a goal on Friends. Like, yeah. It, it's the same thing. It's a TV show. If you go, and I think there's no better example than this, go watch indie wrestling. Mm -hmm. Indie wrestling has just matches that are supposed to get the crowd, you know, getting crazy, whatever. Yeah. But there are still storylines mm -hmm. and you have to see how these guys kind of progress as characters mm -hmm. in the story. It's absolutely performance art. And when you see it, live in person on a small scale you see that it is performance art at its most minimal form yeah it's and that's how that to answer the original question that is how i explain it to people and when you explain it that way to most people when you tell them well it, if you look at it like theater mm -hmm. it makes a lot more sense exactly because you go to a theater knowing it's scripted knowing that everybody knows the outcome and people are just gonna act that outcome mm -hmm. And you look at that at wrestling, but it's just a bigger production. Mm -hmm. It makes a lot more sense yep. because yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to a wrestling show or watching WWE or indie wrestling because I want to see a fight. Yeah. I watch UFC for that. I mm -hmm. watch MMA like wrestling. I watch because of the whole theater of it. Exactly. The production of it, the quality of like the, the depth of characters. Mm -hmm. That's when I get really interested in wrestling. And, and I think that's, that's all internet fans really want when people are like, oh, these internet fans. Mm -hmm. I think what they're really looking for is coherent story mm -hmm. with interesting action that develops the story through characters that you feel something for. Exactly. And and I don't think it's that difficult to understand. Mm -mm. Uh, if Hey, you know what? If people don't like wrestling, they probably haven't watched a lot of it. Maybe they have, and maybe they're just not into it anymore. Yeah. That's fine. But I think that if you show them 
something that tells a story and you present it like it is theater, performance art, anything like that, mm -hmm. I think people understand it. I think people get it. And uh, I know a lot of people now who consider it really like performance art type yeah. stuff. And it's a lot of fun to watch just because of that. When, when you can kind of nudge and wink the person next to you and go like, did you see that? Like in the middle of something. And then we have this much discussion from it. Yeah. There's, there's something to it. Yeah. You have to understand the intricacy of anything to be really into it. And, and I think mm -hmm. when you watch pro wrestling on like a base level, you don't really understand. It's like watching baseball or football. You don't really get it. Yeah. Uh, you're just like, why are, why are they doing what they're doing? Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden you, co you keep coming back and you keep coming back and you keep coming back and you've watched it for six months and you're just like, oh, this guy was doing this, yep. but now his character, he's doing this mm -hmm. because this guy did that. And it, there's just, there's depth to it and, and there's interest. And I think it's a lot of fun to watch, especially I like getting people into it who, who yeah. don't maybe necessarily watch it. Um, next question is also from, this is from Dom C. Hey guys, not sure if you're looking for a whole pay-per-view or a single match or what, but if you're looking for a quickie, uh, this is talking about a wrestling kind of book club thing. Oh, okay. Uh, I think going back and rewatching classic Hell in a Cell match between Mankind and Undertaker would be great. Still one of my all-time favorite WWF moments. The commentary throughout the match is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, if you guys have the network, go check that match out if you haven't seen it or if you haven't seen it in a really long time. Which I haven't. The older I get, the more <laughs> that match makes me go, ah, no! Uh, because it, he, seeing a grown man getting tossed off. 30 feet. Yeah. Uh, and hitting the commentary table and like smashing it and the rolling through and then getting chokeslammed through the top and just getting beat to shit. When I was a kid, I looked at these people not as people. No. They were like, oh, these super athletes. They're like yeah. comic book heroes. Yeah. And then as I get older, I'm like, Mick Foley is a human man with children and a wife. Oh, my and God. And then he's just doing this and you go, no, what are you doing? Oh, my God. Um, but if you guys haven't watched it recently, check it out. King of the Ring 98? I want to I say think. it's 98. Yeah. I think it is 98. Uh, that also has Kane versus the under no Kane versus the Undertaker Kane versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in a first blood match ha Kane comes out wearing full sleeves and, and gloves yeah. and a mask there's like no exposed skin mm -hmm. it is the funniest idea for a match I remember just sitting there going uh how is he gonna yeah and then win? I, I don't want to spoil anything but I'm going to Kane wins fucking obviously yeah but then loses the title the next night uh, yeah on Raw it was I remember really, that. It was really weird. And even as a kid, I remember thinking, like, why would, what? Why would you do that? But why I, did I think, they you know do what? That? That, yeah, exactly. And maybe that maybe that's one we'll go back and watch uh, if we do kind of a wrestling book club type thing. Yeah, maybe we'll watch that, um, that WrestleMania. Or that WrestleMania. <laughs> Good. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch one of those. Okay, and then we'll take the last question from uh, this is Tumblr user Jocks and Geeks. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate Elimination Chamber pay-per-view? And what was the best match? Obviously, the best match was the Whites and the Shield. Mm -hmm. How do you think that pay-per-view did on a whole? I'd say 7.5. Ooh, 0.5. Mm -hmm. You couldn't commit to 7 or an 8. You had to give it a 0.5. That, that, like, that, like that means something? Yeah, well, it's because that Wyatt's match was so good, but then there were parts of that, like the ending. that and Honestly, I would have given it a hard 8 if the next Monday Night Raw uh -huh. didn't fuck up what they did at the end of the show. <laughs> so you'll judge the pay-per-view by what happens not on the pay-per-view. Well, because I... Guys, this hamburger is really good, but the next night I ate a burrito, and it's just like, what's this hamburger? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, no, I'll go, I'll go, with, a, I'll go with an eight. Okay. Um, I, I, liked, I liked what it set up, mm. and then I don't like what Raw did to it the next night. I think it's the same thing. Yeah, but... <laughs> I really give that... I think that pay-per-view is... A solid eight. Mm -hmm. Eight or a nine. I mean, 
I can enjoy the matches that I really didn't enjoy just for like different reasons. Right. That that Darren Young Titus O'Neil match was okay. Yeah. Uh, the AJ and Cameron match was a Divas match that really didn't mean anything because Naomi has a broken orbital bone or whatever, so they threw Cameron in. Oh. Um. Yeah, that was the reason for that. Oh. There you go. Uh, Batista and Del Rio was fun because Batista got booed out of the fucking building. So that was fun. That was interesting. Uh, but the rest of those, like the Usos and the New Age Outlaws was okay. Yeah. Swagger and Big E was good. Shield mm-hmm. and Wyatt's was incredible. The mm-hmm. Elimination Chamber match was great. I think there were more, there was more good than bad. Yeah. I would give it an eight. Yeah. I mean, that's a solid, I, eight or a nine, that's a solid pay-per-view. Yeah. I think that's great, especially with like the way pay-per-views have been going. You saw a lot of steel matches. A lot of these matchups are like really fresh. That's right. Uh, and yeah. a lot of fun to watch. So, there, there you have it. We give it a solid, let's say an 8. Let's go with 8. Brian says 7.5. I'll say 8.5. So we'll settle on a solid 8. <laughs> uh, guys, I hope that you liked the third episode. Uh, let me know what you think about the audio quality because we did this completely differently and God... I hope it works. Damn it. I'm sick of beating my head. So tired. I, I've been at the Mega64 Studios every day trying to get this to work the right way and you the problems that i've run into <laughs> are like problems that i never thought would be issues it's like we got a mixer and microphones why is this not working oh well the jack uses a combo jack and not just a microphone jack so you have to get this other part but then if you get this audio like sound card it gives hum but you have to use that okay i don't want to do this i don't want to do this so that's uh that's what i've been dealing with like the last week uh so let us know what you think uh hit us up on twitter at go home show uh on Twitter, on Tumblr, it's thegohomeshow.tumblr.com. You can view our past episodes there. Uh, our pa- I can say that now. That we yes, have two. now we have two. Uh, and our future episode, because uh, who knows, we might only do one more. Uh, no. So you can view all of our past episodes there. I want to give a shout-out to um, Squared Circle, who has been updating the po- There's a big podcast thread uh, that this uh, guy is doing every week. Mm-hmm. I've been talking to him. He's been linking us. So uh, very cool. Thank you. You guys check us out there. We have a Facebook, The Go Home Show. On Facebook, uh, we want to thank Mega64 for uh, hosting our podcast every week. Uh, we do use their servers, and they are very kind. If you guys haven't been yet, check out Mega64.com. Newly updated. Oh, yes. It's a gorgeous-looking website. New video. Uh, there's uh, bios for all of us. Not Brian. Not Brian me. Brian will get a bio when we update the site again. This time, this time I got looked over. Uh, Kevin, no, Kevin got a bio. Only one bio per update. Yeah. So I got only, looked over. So only Kevin got a bio. Last time I got a bio. Now Kevin got one. Brian will get one next time. So in like, if we're still doing this in like three or four years, and like we need the website to look different. Brian, you absolutely have yeah. a bio. Um, I'm you freaking watch, Fredo here. You guys. <laughs> Kevin's Michael Corleone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys can check out Mega64.com. Uh, we have a new video, Site Freak, uh, that is talking about updated mega 64 webpage so uh guys thank you for joining us on our third episode uh when wwe network is a little more solid we will start our maybe we'll call it wrestling book club i really don't care if we call it wrestling book club if you have a better name please tell me hey if you want to write a theme a theme song for this podcast hit me up let's talk on twitter or tumblr or something yeah. write a theme song because right now i'm just i just have a theme song that we took from a band that we like and we just kind of put it in yeah. the middle of the show um if you want to suggest something for maybe our upcoming wrestling book club, hit us up on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook. Uh, but email. Guys, yeah, e- oh, email. Brian, look at, see, this is why this is a two-man show. Because oh, yeah. Brian says, hey, don't forget the email. Yep. Go home show at mega64.com. Uh, guys, that, that is the third episode. It was a good episode. Uh, yes. <laughs>